it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's all give a warm welcome. Welcome to your new home. Our new home. We're back, baby. And give it your best shot. Won 11 world titles in six different weight classes. I want to be that hero. I can see myself fighting, and I don't even know why I'm fighting. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, July 24th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Movie theaters became Barbie Land this weekend. Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig and starring Margot Robbie as the doll and Ryan Gosling as Ken, broke box office records, firmly landing in the number one spot with an estimated $155 million, well ahead of its $90 to $110 million projections. It is the biggest opening of any movie so far in 2013, and it's the biggest opening ever for a movie directed by a woman, as well as the biggest debut weekends for Robbie and Gosling. Globally, the movie earned $337 million. In second place, another huge debut, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, the three-hour historical drama about J. Robert Oppenheimer, the so-called father of the atomic bomb, earned $80.5 million, also ahead of projections. The movie has a stacked cast, including Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, and Robert Downey Jr. All of that means that Tom Cruise Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 dropped to third, earning another $19.5 million this weekend. In fourth place, Sound of Freedom with $18.8 million, and Disney's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny rounds out the top five, bringing in $6.7 million, taking its global total to $335 million. San Diego Comic-Con looked a little different this year, with stars unable to attend due to the actor strike, though Jamie Lee Curtis was one of the few there to talk about her new graphic novel, which you can read about at EW.com. But studios and networks still made some big announcements, including the Star Trek universe, which revealed that Star Trek Strange New Worlds will turn into a musical for an upcoming episode, which will be called Subspace Rhapsody. You can hear a bit of it in this announcement video. celebrate with song. Do you know the odds of all of us being here at this time? It's improbable. And yet... Here we are.
Subspace Rhapsody will be episode 9 of season 2 of Strange New Worlds and is set to premiere August 3rd on Paramount+. San Diego Comic-Con turned into an impromptu memorial for late Power Rangers actor Jason David Frank on Saturday evening. The original Green Power Ranger, who died by suicide in November 2022, was honored by fans and friends during a panel for his upcoming independent action film Legend of the White Dragon, his final project. As the crowd entered the room, a Green Ranger helmet sat on an open stage, and as the panelists filed in, a chair was left empty in the middle. You can read more about that and get lots more coverage of this year's Comic-Con, including EW's own one-on-one with The Walking Dead and Invincible creator Robert Kirkman, moderated by Editor-in-Chief Patrick Gomez at EW.com. In other news, Jamie Foxx is on his way back, and he wants everyone to know it. The Oscar winner broke his silence over the weekend, talking for the first time publicly about his mysterious medical emergency in April. In an Instagram video posted Friday night, he gave some details about his health that have been kept under wraps aside from the initial reports that he was hospitalized for several weeks after a medical complication. The Fox did not reveal the nature of his condition. He did discuss his recovery and took time to debunk rumors about him running rampant for the past few months. Have a listen. By being quiet, sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was I was blind. But as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, I said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through, I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back and uh, I'm able to work. So I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that, I, that I, I love everybody and I love all of the love that I got. Fox gave a special thanks to his sister, Deidre Dixon, and his daughter, Corinne, who he said, quote, saved my life. Fox has recently been seen celebrating summer with his golf swing, soaking up the sun on a boat, and even rescuing a woman's purse in Chicago. Earlier this week, the actor teased big things coming soon while posing beside a gold race car. He is reportedly in Las Vegas working on a campaign to start in commercials for sports betting company BetMGM throughout the upcoming football season. Glad to see he's doing well. And Tony Bennett, velvet-voiced, impeccably elegant crooner who ruled America's mid-century musical landscape, died Friday following a battle with Alzheimer's. He was 96. Born Anthony Dominic Benedetto in 1926, the grocer's son from Queens, New York, served as an infantryman in Germany during World War II. He used the GI Bill to study singing and by 1949 was signed to Columbia Records. A string of popular hits followed. His track, I Left My Heart in San Francisco only just cracked the top 20 when it was originally released in 1962, though it would go on to become one of his signature songs. As rock and roll became the dominant art form of the late 60s, Bennett's style of music fell increasingly out of favor, and he struggled to maintain relevance. After a cocaine overdose nearly killed the singer, his son Danny stepped in to manage his career, and by the mid-1980s, he was back in his tuxedo, touring the world with the songs he loved best. Tributes to Frank Sinatra 
Sinatra and Fred Astaire in the early 90s brought him wide acclaim, but it was Bennett's 1994 appearance on MTV Unplugged that returned him to full force to the world stage, earning him an entirely new generation of fans. Duets, an American classic, recorded to celebrate his 80th birthday in 2006, with guests including Bono, Barbra Streisand, Paul McCartney, and Elton John, would become one of the most successful recordings of his career, winning a Grammy for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album and spawning a follow-up five years later, Duets 2. That equally starry sequel, which included Aretha Franklin, Amy Winehouse, and Willie Nelson, not only gave him his first number one of his career at the age of 85, but also introduced him to a key future collaborator, Lady Gaga. Together, they released 2014's Grammy-winning Cheek to Cheek and 2021's Love for Sale. In all, he earned 20 Grammys, including a Lifetime Achievement Award and two Emmys. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Charity is done being the charitable one on today's number three pick, the new episode of The Bachelorette. Charity Lawson finally sent home this season's villain, Brayden, last week, after he tried multiple times to manipulate Charity into keeping him around. But now, with Bray left in yesterday, Charity can focus on the real connection she's forming. One that feels the strongest is with Dotton, who Charity brings on a second one-on-one in a row to a fun run. Take a listen to this sneak peek. Go on, hurry up. I am taking Dotton on today's date, and we're going to have a good day. Oh, my goodness. Okay, do you have any idea? I think we're going to go for a very long run. (laughs) (laughs) We are. But I do have some cute outfits for us. It's a fun run, and I'm emphasizing the fun part of it because I don't run. Three, two, one. I feel like me and Charity are really connecting for her to pick me for two one-on-ones back-to-back. I've never run a marathon, never wore a tutu, but I'm embracing it. I'm loving it. Today, Dotton just embraced everything. It was like us just chilling. This was the most normal and real-world type of day that I've had in a long time, and uh, to get to spend that with Charity is awesome. Tonight, I just can't wait to pour my heart out. Plus, the men will play a heated game of telephone, and there's something called a clue wall. Gimmicks and games galore await on the new episode of The Bachelorette, tonight at 8 on ABC. The pride of East L.A. is laying it all on the line on our number two pick. The two-part HBO documentary The Golden Boy tells the story of Oscar De La Hoya, who, at the height of his career, was the most famous boxer in the country. Thanks to his good looks and his promises to his dying mother that he would win Olympic gold, he was nicknamed The Golden Boy. But underneath his 11 world champion titles, millions of dollars, and rising star, dark secrets were keeping him up at night. Here's a preview. The world fell in love with my story. But it was a lie. The pride of East LA, the Golden Boy. Oscar De La Hoya was the most popular fighter since Muhammad Ali. I've never told anybody what really happened. At six years old, out come the gloves. Started fighting kids. 
punched in the face. My father told me, be tough. You're gonna take us out of this lifestyle. It's a lot of pressure. He said that he was gonna be champion of the world. What are you laughing at? This is my dream. I'm gonna show you. Before my mother passed away, she told me she wanted the gold medal. I was on a mission to make history. I'm 24, making $20 million a fight. There was nobody bigger. I was hanging out with beautiful women. I felt like a star. Everything De La Hoya touches has turned to gold. The golden left hook, the golden story. But truth always comes out. And I knew it would come back to haunt me. Money changes everything. Nothing he said to me was the truth. My dream became a nightmare. All this anger, I have to free myself. I won 11 world titles in six different weight classes. I want to be that hero. I can see myself fighting, and I don't even know why I'm fighting. Who in the fuck am I? Now, you can go behind the facade and hear the truth in De La Hoya's own words. The Golden Boy debuts tonight at 9 and continues tomorrow night at the same time on HBO. Trivia. It's trivia time. Oscar De La Hoya may be best known for what he does in the ring, but did you know he's also dabbled on TV sets as well? On which popular sitcom was he a guest star in the early 2000s? George Lopez, Friends, or King of Queens? Stick around for that answer and our number one pick, What to Watch, will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, 25 years ago, on July 25th, 1997, the classic comedy Good Burger made its debut. Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell starred as Dexter and Ed, two teens working at their local burger joint with the hopes of keeping its doors open. And the beloved comedy duo will be returning to their diner cook roots. Good Burger 2 is on its way. While the premiere date has not been announced just yet, it is slated to hit Paramount Plus by the end of this year. We're going back to the future for today's number one pick. No, not that way. Well, you'll see. I'm talking about the season premiere of Futurama. It has been 10 years since the last season of the animated comedy series, and it's now moving from Comedy Central over to Hulu. Now, a lot has happened in the future since we last saw Fry, Leela, Bender, and the whole gang, including a global pandemic, new relationships, and new TV shows. And this season, Fry attempts to binge watch every episode of television ever made. No small task. Here's the trailer. 
Welcome to your new home. Our new home. Oh, we're back, baby! In two seconds, you will collide with your destination. Good news, everyone! We seem to have survived a massive disruption in the flow of time. Wait, what exactly happened? Here, look at this. Stop fighting! Okay, I'm done. To the ship! A new virus has broken out. I've developed a test to see who's infected. You jam this Q-tip up your nose. That looks kind of fun. I can't wait to do it hundreds of times. Pretty lawless out here in crypto country. Say, you interested in a job? But sorry, guys, I'm a flatty. Manscaped me, gift. That's an order. You do you, weirdo. Bite my glittering festive. See ya. How do we get out of here? Easy. We'll burrow out. Burrow. Burrow. I deserve that. I'm just glad you're back. Would you like to order erotic scented massage oil or fuzzy handcuffs? Yes, God, please. that's creepy. I mean, yeah, so creepy. Well, good luck to Fry. And here's looking forward to the future. You can watch the season premiere of Futurama streaming now on Hulu. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Oscar De La Hoya guest starred on which popular sitcom in the early 2000s? George Lopez, Friends, or King of Queens? That would be George Lopez. De La Hoya played Tony in a season six episode titled George's Bogeyous Relationship with Vic is Put to the Test. And that is it for our show today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive Produced by Chanel Johnson. One, two, watch.